0: Rain, Miss the River, River, Miss the Valley, Valley, Miss the Rain. Rain, Miss the River, River, Miss the Valley, Valley, Miss the Rain. Welcome to the rain Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. My name is Jason Sacco and I'm your host. As a 35 plus year Spondy, I'm looking to use this show to bring the Spondy community closer. I'll give my lifelong battle with AS to you. That includes triumphs, tragedies, and lessons. So sit back, enjoy, and know you are not alone. Hello and welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast can't believe this is the final episode of 2019. So as we wrap up 2019 and look towards 2020, it's just been a fantastic run this year. This is the 30th episode of the show, and I wanted to do something a little bit different for this episode. As we look through having ankylosing spondylitis and interact on the message boards on Facebook and on the various websites like ankylosingspondylitis.net, I think about the things that I've experienced through the years dealing with ankylosing spondylitis, whether it be relationships, the highs and lows of marriages, dealing with family members, uh, work, everything comes into play. And I really like to take 2020 to be the kind of year of support for ankylosing spondylitis. What can I do? What can we all do together to not only better support us, but find ways to get support from the people around us? So, as we roll out of 2019, I happen to come across an article in Healthline, and I'll have the link in the show notes. It's called Finding Support and Talking About Your Ankylosing Spondylitis. That can be very challenging for many of us. As I've said many times, I was diagnosed when I was 14. I didn't meet another person with ankylosing spondylitis till I was 26, maybe 27. So it was 13 years that I, I didn't meet another person with it, or at least that, that I was aware of. And um, there was no internet. There was no anything to look up and find information. You went to your rheumatologist twice a year, and what information he gave you is all you really knew about it. There, there was no way outside of that that I was aware of at those times to find additional information. So what's available to everybody now is is fantastic. But you know, just in the U.S., ankylosing spondylitis affects at least 2.7 million people, and I know from the show having been downloaded now in 59 different countries. There's people around the world that are dealing with ankylosing spondylitis or have loved ones that have ankylosing spondylitis. We know that that number is exponentially higher and it doesn't include the people that have it but have not been diagnosed or are fighting to get diagnosed. So that number will do nothing but continue to rise. Why? Don't know. Hopefully medical research can figure that out as go forward and future generations will either have less amounts of people with it or in the best case, no people with it. So how do you get support? You know, it's challenging enough, as we all know, to pronounce ankylosing spondylitis, let alone to explain it to anybody around us, our family members, or occasional acquaintances, or our job. You know, it may seem easier just to say to somebody, I have arthritis, and then just try to move on from there. But that really minimizes the condition that you're going through. In their mind, when you say they being people you tell... If you just say you have arthritis and are are very nonchalant about it, they're not going to understand the pain and, and, more importantly, the fatigue that you deal with with ankylosing spondylitis. So Healthline came up with a series of seven things to help as we go forward with getting support. Number one, ditch the guilt. It's not unusual for someone with AS to feel that they've let their family or friends down. I can certainly attest to that. Well, it might be normal at times to feel that way, you don't have to. Um, I can't tell you the number of times I felt guilty for not being able to do certain things with a spouse or a girlfriend or feeling guilty about not being able to keep up with friends as they were go, 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 or more importantly, to do the things I wanted to do with my kids as a father that I just I couldn't do. Now, on the flip side, what I did learn is that kids are extremely adaptable and mine never looked at it as that you couldn't do these things at least they never said that outright to me but what they did do is become extremely adaptable to helping me at the times I had them for the summers and stuff as a divorced parent they became very good at knowing what I couldn't couldn't do and and we just we made it work. So it was always amazing to me how adaptable your kids are if you give them the opportunity to be adaptable, to let, you know, let them in on what you're dealing with. So just remember, if you allow guilt to fester, it can lead to depression. And that's one thing that we don't want to deal with on top of ankylosing spondylitis is depression. Number two, educate, educate, educate. You know, it can't be stressed enough. Education is the key to making sure that others understand ankylosing spondylitis. Educate your spouse. Have them go to doctor's appointments with you. Have them come in when you go to see the doctor so that they understand what the doctor is telling you. Educate your coworkers. Educate your boss. You can be very proactive about it. I made sure that my boss knew. And now he was more accommodating when I worked because both of his young children had dealt with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So he was fairly familiar with what I might be dealing with and was therefore more accommodating to let me do certain things whether it be maybe work from home an extra day or work a few hours this day but leave early for a doctor appointment we had a really good working relationship that way and for that I'm always going to be a very appreciative of, of what he did but give your coworkers give your boss a chance to understand what you're doing and dealing with uh, especially in certain jobs where I see people that have jobs where there's, their life and other people's lives can be affected by the quality of their work. So you have to be in tip-top shape maybe for whatever your job is. So it's best that you let your job know. There may be accommodations, but it just continues to educate that having ankylosing spondylitis doesn't mean we're any less of a person. It's an invisible illness, so a lot of people aren't going to believe what we're dealing with. So that's where you have to educate, educate, and educate Remember that to combat this, educate the people in your life about AS and how it impacts your day to day. You know, you can print some online educational materials for families and friends. Give them this podcast. Let them listen to somebody besides you talk about their dealings with ankylosing spondylitis, which may open them up to then listening to you when you talk about this condition that nobody can see. Number three, join a support group. That's been the big one for me, and that was my takeaway for 2019 is I wanted to join a support group. Here in Michigan where I live, the support group is about three hours away. Through the early part of the year, I skipped out and said, no, I don't want to drive, I don't want to drive. I finally took the time, drove over, met with everybody at a meeting, and it, man, it was great to connect with everybody. So go to a website like Spondylitis Association of America and see if they have a local support group to your area now this is for the United States for people in England Australia Canada many of the other countries you guys also have spondylitis associations I'll have links to them in the show notes where you can find communities local to where you're at if there's not a community support group near where you're at consider starting one you're probably not the only person in that area with ankylosing spondylitis so maybe you um, contact the Spondylitis Association of America and put together your own support group for that area. Could start off small with one, two, three people, could grow exponentially over time, but the more interactions you get, the better. It's also therapeutic in that you're sitting there talking with other people that have ankylosing spondylitis. When I went, I saw people that had some of the similar conditions and experiences I had, up to folks that just had a sore back or had been dealing with you know some mild fusing for the years. So was the whole gamut, but we all shared that same item and it was, it was really kind of fun. Number four, communicate your needs. You know, your spouse, your kids, your job, they can't work on what they don't know. If you don't let them know what you're dealing with and try to hold it all in, you're not going to have, a, for example, a spouse. I didn't let my first spouse in. She knew I was hurting, but every time she tried to help, I pushed her away. Wasn't fair to her, wasn't fair to our marriage, and wasn't fair to me, caused many, many issues. And, you know, I don't know if that was part of the divorce. I'm sure it was. But anyway, communicate what you need. Many people want to help, but they might not know how. I know that when I help somebody, if I see maybe as simple as holding a door for somebody, They see me walking up with a cane and I open the door and hold it for them. I sometimes get people amazed that I'm doing that. And it feels good to help people and people will want to help you and get that same feel-good rush out of it. So if somebody wants to help you put groceries in your car, let them if you're having a bad day. Whatever simple or as complex as it might be, communicate your needs. Let people know when you might need some help. Help people when they might need some help. And just it allows you to be a better person. Number five. Stay positive, but don't hide your pain. This is a hard one. This is a real hard one for me as I tried very much to mask what was going on with me until my final few years at work when I broke down and had a scooter. I had been on crutches for a couple of years, but even when I was on crutches, we had a building that was a good, I think, half mile long, and I would go back and forth on that building on crutches as best I could so that nobody would ever think, that I couldn't do something. I tried to hide or minimize my condition as much as possible. Now, that doesn't mean you're out looking for special favors or anything. You're just looking for accommodations to make your job easier, to make your life easier, to make sure that you can be the best person you can be. But stay positive. That positive mindset is going to help you be more open, in my opinion. There's some research out there that talks about chronic illnesses, and I think it uses Parkinson's. Uh, which isn't exactly what we have, but it's still a chronic condition and the ability that staying positive can have in that. So do as best you can. It helps to keep you out of depressive states. If you're finding that you're having a hard time being positive, if you're finding that you're having a hard time dealing with this and feeling that you're slipping into a depressive mood, please see a doctor, see a therapist. It might be something that's as simple as talking to somebody besides a spouse or a coworker can help you out doing talk therapy. It might be something where you actually need some medication short or long-term to help out with the condition. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to folks to say that you need help. Number six, involve others in your treatment. You know, many times you'll know that if you've ever seen a loved one that's dealing with a condition and there's nothing you can do. You feel helpless. You want to do what you can do to help them, even though you don't know how. Well, that's how others feel when they see you. So if you have a spouse, a mother, a father, any brother, sister, and they want to go to a doctor's appointment with you to better understand what ankylosing spondylitis is, let them go. Bring them into the, the fold, so to speak. Let them know what you're dealing with. Uh, let them know the medications you take the pluses and the minuses that can happen, the things that they might see from the medi- you taking the medications, good and bad. That way, your loved one, your family member, they're all better able to help you cope with this condition called ankylosing spondylitis. So, you know, in addition to going to doctor's appointments, you know, maybe some of your family wants to come over and, and take a class with you. Uh, Maybe some want to come over and help you on occasion like cook a week's worth of meals to make it more simple on yourself and your family. Have your family help with cooking meals for a week. There's all sorts of things that you can do to get others involved that helps to your benefit and theirs. Number seven, get support at work. This is one that took me a while to take up. When you're at your work, discuss with your supervisor, direct supervisor, whoever HR, what type of maybe accommodations you might need or that might be able to make your job easier for you. Maybe they can put you in a new job that makes it so that you can work longer. That was what ultimately happened to me. My job moved me to a position that allowed me to probably work another eight, nine years longer than I thought I would before I finally took a medical retirement of 47. I didn't want to take one. I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, it's an honest conversation you have to have. It's a hard conversation. Sometimes if you're used to holding everything in, you have to be brutally honest and peel back and say, look, I'm not feeling well. You can't see this illness, but here's what it's doing. Here's what I'm experiencing. Here's the fatigue that it causes. You know, if I forget something or whatever it might be, it's not that I'm being sloppy. I just might be extra tired. Let them know. Get Everyone involved, I think you might find that you find better working relationships once people are able to understand why you're acting certain ways that you are. Let everybody know that it impacts your life in various ways. Uh, Assure them of your ability to do your job and be, like I said, be very clear about accommodations you may need. If you want, and it's a small enough company or it's a family run company. You may even consider contacting somebody like the Spondylitis Association and getting brochures that you can put in a break room about ankylosing spondylitis, or even talking to uh, the folks on a break period about what it is that you deal with and open it up and say, "Hey, you might have had questions when you see me do this or this. Now's the time to ask them. I'm, you know, I'm here to answer questions, and I'd love to talk about ankylosing spondylitis." Maybe you don't want to do that. It's entirely up to you, but, you know, get support at work. That'll help you to stay working longer. So with that all said, we wrap up 2019, and I look forward to going into 2020. Remember, you don't have to go it alone. Even if you don't have close family members, you're not alone on this AS journey. Go to any of the Facebook ankylosing spondylitis groups. Reach out to them. Go to ankylosingspondylitis.net. There's a community section there. All of those websites can provide you with some measure of support as you go through uh, this ankylosing spondylitis journey. You know, everyone has to deal with it their own way. Everyone has their own you know, cross to bear as, as you deal with the angulosic spondylitis pain, but you don't have to deal with it alone. There's many people out there that are willing to help and or at least listen and allow you to vent. So with that said, I hope everybody has a wonderful new year and a great start to 2020. And I look forward to interacting and growing with you all in the new year. Thanks for a great 2019. Bye.